Shalom Aleichem on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Sota Daf Beis, Sota 2A, pagination theoretically, is page 3, starting at the beginning of the new Masechta. The concept of Sota is that we're dealing with a married woman who was warned by her husband, not to seclude herself with a specific man. And she went ahead and indeed secluded herself with that man, leaving us, as the Torah describes in Parshas Naso, in a quandary as to whether or not she indeed had relations and is forbidden to her husband. In our time, we cannot verify this, and therefore, the halacha would be that they would be forbidden to each other, meaning husband and wife, because of what the wife did. In the time of the Beis HaMikdash, however, as is described in the Torah itself, there was a concept of bringing the woman to the Beis HaMikdash and having her drink mei sota, the water of the sota, and that would clarify for us, as the Torah describes, whether or not she had relations, because if she did have relations, she would die as a result of the Mesota, and if she was innocent, then she would be healthy and well. The Mishnah states, Hamekane Le'ishto, a person who expresses this act of jealousy Regarding his wife, he expresses this warning to his wife, don't go with certain person. Let's skip a line to get the second opinion, which is the way we paskin. Rabbi Yehoshua, Omer Rabbi Yehoshua says, The statement that he makes to his wife has to be in front of two witnesses, and the drinking which will occur based on her seclusion has to also be based on the testimony of two people who saw her seclude herself with a person. Ketzad Mekane Lo. How does this warning work? Omer Labif Neishnayim. He says in front of two people, Al Tadabri Im Ish Peloni. Don't talk with a certain person. This is not going in a good direction, the husband says. And she went ahead and did speak with that person. She's still going to be permitted to her husband. And if the husband was a Kohen, she's still permitted to eat Truma. If, however she went together with this man to a hidden place, and stayed with him the amount of time, a short period of time, the amount of time that she could have become defiled. She's a married woman. Asura Levesa, she would be forbidden to her house, her husband, and forbidden to eat truma, and that obviously would be true even if she went back to her father's house, who was a Kohen, uh, without children 
from this husband, she's still going to be considered defiled and will not be able to eat truma. And likewise, if the husband dies before they do any sota procedure, she would get chalitza from the brother and not yibum because this is no longer considered a viable marriage. We're worried, kidetoma, if they were in there that amount of time, that she had relations, and that's our concern. If you're in the time of the Beis HaMikdash and you could administer the Mesota, then there's a solution to this problem. She would drink, and we would see what happens. Moving into the Gemara, on the second line of the Gemara, Tanya Rebbe Omer. Rebbe taught as follows, Lama nismucha parshas nazir leparshas sota. What is the connection between nazir and sota? Which really is a question for us as well regarding the mesechtes. Why is sota after nazir? But more fundamentally, why did the Torah in parshas naso write the mitzvah of Sota and then the mitzvah of Nazir. Lomalach to tell you, Shakala Roa Sota Bikilkula, anybody who sees the Sota in her disgrace, Yazir Atzmo Minayayin, it's a proper thing to make a vow of Nazirus because of the wine restriction that Nazirus involves, because presumably the wine causes the frivolous activity that resulted in the sota. In fact, when the Kohen tries to get the sota to admit that she indeed had relations, one of the things that he says to her is that wine can do it. Wine can do a person in. Rashi says that Bekilkula, in her disgrace, is not referring to if she's guilty and she dies at that time, but rather, even before she dies, Binivula, in the time of her disgrace, Uvevashta, in her embarrassment, that the procedure that precedes her drinking is an entire process that makes it clear that she went too close to the boundaries. Even if she happens to be innocent, that entire procedure and the musr that the Kohen gives should be enough for a person to feel the need to become a Nazir and restrict themselves from wine. And so we have the order of the Masechtos. Ksubus has in it Hamadir, the laws of vows, as they regard the husband or father being able to negate them. So from Kisubus we went into Nidarim. From there we went to Nazir, which was a type of Neder. And from Nazir, we go on to Sota, because there's a link between Nazir and Sota. 
The Gemara tells us a few lines later in the beginning of the line, Ki avaposach Rishlakish besota, when Rishlakish began the topic of sota Omar Hachi, he used to say as follows, A mizavgim lo adam isha ela lefimaisov. A person gets a wife matched up in heaven, they orchestrate a woman that matches his worthiness. Skipping a line, Amar Rabba Barachana, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, V'koshem lezavgum kikrias yamsuf. It's as hard as splitting the sea in order to match people up appropriately. Skipping a line, Aini, that doesn't seem to be correct. V'ha'amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav, Arboim Yom Kodem Yitziras Havlad, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav that 40 days before the child is formed, Basko Yotzeis Ve'omeres, a voice comes out and says, Basploni Liploni, the daughter of so-and-so to so-and-so. So it seems to be predestined. Why would you say that it's so hard, like Kriyas Yamsuf, as if there are many factors of life that play into this? And the Gemara on the next line answers, Lokasha, you could resolve this by answering Habuzug Rishon, the first peer, the first match that a person has, was indeed predestined. Habuzug Sheni, but the second match that a person has, that's something that's very difficult, and Hashem grants it according to a person's worthiness, and it's hard to do those matches like Kriyas Yamsuf, like the splitting of the sea. Now, the Mephoshim explore what does it mean, Zug Rishon and Zug Sheni, the first match and the second match. Conventional thinking would simply be a person gets married the first time, and then after the first time, which is the first time, there may be a second time based on either divorce or death of one spouse, and that second zug is what our Gemara is referring to, Lefimaisov, according to his worthiness, and it's difficult like Kriyas Yamsuf. Another possibility, though, is that, as Rashi points out, Everything is in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven. And therefore you could have a Zugrishon that was predestined, but one spouse, potential spouse or the other, either went ahead and became an extraordinary Mitsuyan, extremely excellent in their spiritual growth, or one of them may have failed in their spiritual growth. In other words, you can match people, even Hashem, who doesn't want to tamper with a person's free choice, would be restricted. He can match people up according to normal projections. If this person becomes what his family would produce, and if she becomes what her family would produce, it's a good shidduch. But if either of them acts out of the ordinary, so then you would end up that the Zug Rishon is not a good match, and it would require Zug Sheni, which is Lefi Maisov, and it's Koshim Kikriyas Yamsuf. 
Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky touched on this topic by saying, an apple doesn't fall far from the tree unless the wind is blowing. And that's this idea that a child is a product of their family unless acted upon by some force, either the times or the person's personal drive. And in such cases, it perhaps would be considered a zugsheni, which is lefimaisov, according to the person's worthiness. Yeshe thank you for joining.